Good evening, and welcome to the Online Warriors podcast. As always, I am one of your hosts, Illegal86, and I am joined by the lovely Nerd Bomber. Good morning, or afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. And Tactic One. No, the handsome Tactic One, the debonair Tactic One. Uh, I didn't say it because it need not be said. We can we can all tell how handsome you are from the quality of your voice. Fair, fair. Uh, uh, yeah, when I hear your voice, I think of if Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford had a baby. So moist Harrison towelettes. Ford. You think of moist towelettes. Why you gotta throw the word moist into this? Everyone loves the word moist. That is the worst word. Actually, I mean, I you know what? I'm gonna say it. It doesn't bother me that much. I feel like it's just cool to say that it bothers you. It, it doesn't, doesn't bother me that much, but it also doesn't, like, it, it's not a, a, my favorite word to hear. What's your what's your favorite word to say and or hear in the English language? No proper noun. It's not allowed. Oh, I don't know. Gobbledygook. It's a good answer. I feel like we've talked about this before, but it, it bears repeating. My favorite word is baggage. I just love the word baggage. baggage. Yeah. I, I, I just, it, like, man, I wish I could explain it. I wish I could articulate for you why I like the word baggage so much. Maybe it's the G's. Maybe it's the B. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if I have anything. What do I say a lot? Do I have like a catchphrase, something I just say and I don't realize I'm saying it all the time? Yeah, shut up. No, that's not it. No, you just say that to, to Tactic One. She, she never says that to me. Uh, I feel like there to... must be something that I say that I enjoy saying subconsciously and I don't realize it. Well, let's think about it. And I'll let's, take a pass. As as we go through this episode and assumedly talk to each other, um, I'll listen in to hear if you're saying a certain word more than other words, and we'll report back. Sounds but like a plan. Until then, let's get right on with it and break into our What Are You Up To Wednesday? Nerd Bomber, want to start us off? Uh, So this week... There hasn't been a lot nerd-wise that I've been up to, um, but we did take a trip. We went over to Delaware, and I still can't pronounce the name of this beach correctly, but I think it's Rehoboth? Rehoboth? Anyway, it's a super nice beach. <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it. Many people yeah, told me different ways to t- how to say it. Some like put pronunciation, like a heavy um, emphasis on the re in Rehoboth. Other people... Co- in the since, future, just, just own it. Just say it very confidently, yeah. even though you might have yeah. Well, I don't want to offend the denizens of Rehoboth. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, it was a super nice beach. They had a really nice boardwalk area. It was a really cute town. Um, we saw went to Dogfish Head Brewery and Eats, and their food, I have to say, their tacos were absolutely phenomenal. Shout out to Dogfish Head. Um, we tried their beer, their sea quench ale, which was super delicious. It was, I need to comment on this. This might sound strange, but it, it had like a noticeable saltiness to it, which again, strange, but fantastic in a beer, kind of like salted caramels. You wouldn't think it was good, but then when you had a salted caramel, you're like, mm, this is, this is, this is nice. And, like, yeah, the thing with that beer, it was, like, sorry to cut you off. It was a sour and salty beer, and it was just delicious. I can't imagine wanting that. It was but super good. Also, tactic one, I have to note that you said caramel two different ways in, like, one sentence. And I appreciate that. You're keeping it neutral. I'm trying to people. diversify my uh, caramel portfolio. Wow. So, you, you, you go to... Re- Rehoboth, Rehoboth Beach, and you don't do anything nerdy. So, are you? Is this your way of telling me that you guys have become cool and finally left me in the dust? No, it was just a little bit of a vacation. You know, I did read a book, but I didn't really like the book enough to want to talk about it because well, so it was a cool book. It was like, was it like a book about like motorcycles or something? No. So the book was called The Clarity, and it was supposed to be this like I guess I'll talk about it anyway. It was a sci-fi thriller book where like these children are experimented on, and then as they grow up and get older, they have the ability to recall like past lives through their DNA. 
and it sounds cool, but then in practice, like, it fell apart halfway through, and it just wasn't great. There's a lot of, like, suspension of disbelief I just couldn't do, because it didn't... It's Isn't probably that how the me. Assassin's Creed works? They remember stuff through their DNA? Yeah. Maybe? I haven't played hmm. those games. I probably should. Well, no, I didn't finish the second one. I started the second one. The second one was really good, and way better than the first one, but a lot more involved. Mm-hmm. And I decided I didn't want to make that kind of commitment. And now they're like in Egypt or whatever. But anyways, that's 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 a side shoot. So you went to Delaware. You became cool. Um, you that... guys both like wear sunglasses all the time now. And actually, we didn't pack sunglasses for this trip. No, we both commented on that. Actually, we were like out in the sun. And we were like, you know, we really wish we had sunglasses. But then when we went to buy them, the place that we went to like had really dope sunglasses, but they were kind of sticky. So we felt weird buying them sticky yeah there was like schmutz on them yeah, schmutz is my word there you schmutz. go that's a good word. i mean that's a pretty good word i say that a lot schmutz i can't even go outside i'm pretty sure because my eyes are so baby blue and, and delightful when the sun hits them not as much of the rays are absorbed by like the iris part mm-hmm. and th- my eyes just hurt i, I don't know that, I... that might not be real I have a better theory. It's because your vision is so poor. When you wear your glasses, it's literally a magnifying glass on your eye. That? Okay. I'm buying what you're selling. For those that don't know, for those of the listeners that don't know, my vision, you know how, you know LASIK? I don't even know how I'm talking. I'm talking to the listeners and they're not going to respond. I do know LASIK. La- you, you, you know LASIK. You guys know LASIK. My parents have LASIK. Uh, my girlfriend has LASIK. I am out of the range of LASIK to, like, save me. Lasers can't even fix my eyeballs, people. Is that, like, a real thing? Yeah. No, I mean, there's there's a lot of... uh, My vision's so bad that when I go on 1-800-CONTACTS, you know, the 1-800-CONTACTS, you know, the great commercials and jingle and whatever, Mm -hmm. you go on their website to order contacts, and they're like, here, order contacts from us, and I'm like, take this power. And they're like, your eyes are that bad we don't sell that see it's so, yeah. funny because i actually literally just went and got glasses last week and one of my eyes is really really bad so i need glasses for far-sighted things um but they commented because they did my good eye first and they're like why are you in here and then i was like just go to the other eye you'll see no see mine are symmetrically bad so so wait do you know what your power is in your bad eyeball oh I'd love to have a contest with you and They and win. told me, and I don't remember. I have absolutely no idea. But I also, but, I like, they told me my good eye was, like, 21. I think that's good, right? <laughs> that's my bad no, eye. You're, you're, you're talking about, so what I'm talking about is, like, your power of, like, contact lenses and glasses, which is going to be probably, well, depending on whether you're nearsighted or farsighted, it's a positive or negative number. Number. it's mm-hmm. never gonna get up to 20 i'm not even at 20 i think 21 might be like you know like 2020 vision yeah. maybe 21 over 20 because the higher the f- first number is the worse your vision is i think okay or something like that so i think 21 over 20 means you're very close to like perfect vision in one eye i don't know what my like out of 20 score is i'm sure it's bad i know what my power is and i've never met anyone with a higher power than me <laughs> i'm all powerful I'm very proud of it, if you can't tell. Even though someday, probably I will be blind. But that's the problem for that day, not now. Now you just wield your power. Yeah, I'm also... Not only am I wielding my power right now, but I'm just like... You know, like, uh, live like you'll die tomorrow. I'm just, like, treating my eyeballs horribly. So you're YOLOing with your eyes. Yeah, Do I don't eat carrots. people say that? I, you just did. I knew what you meant, so it's it's not totally out of style yet. But yeah, I don't eat carrots, so that might also be part of it. Anyways, we're, this is a quite the offshoot, but the the moral of the story, what I was trying to prove here, is that I can't see anything, and maybe that's why I need sunglasses all the time. So okay, you went to Delaware. It sounds mm-hmm. like it was cool. Tactic one, assumedly, also went to Delaware. Yeah, I was there. Um, do you have anything you want to add? I do. Please. So on the way back, okay, I got a speeding ticket. Oh, I love speeding ticket stories. 
It's the first one I've gotten in almost 10 years. What's your overall total? Two. Same. Speeding ticket, buddies. This one, I was going 80 in a 75 that dropped down to a 65, and they got me a mile after the change. Oh, I thought so you, you were, were... going to die with a lie here. So no, I'm going to tell the truth. I don't want to... Here, Here's the thing. The cop was a super... Well, He's not nice because nice he gave us a ticket, but nice in that he knocked it down to a 70 and a 65. So, 70 and a 65 isn't speeding. It is, though. It technically is. That's what it, said on my, that's what it says on my ticket now. You should... Okay. I mean, you're going to go to the courthouse or whatever. No, and I'm be not. Like, I, I'm, well, I'm pleading guilty and sending it in because it's... Oh, no, no. It's a whole state fight. over. You, you got to fight this one because if you go into the courthouse and you show them a ticket that says 70 to 65, the judge is going to be like, me too, man. See, but That's what I do thing. every day. In Pennsylvania, there are no points for that kind of speeding. So they don't report that to your home state. Oh, you had this in Pennsylvania? Yep. Oh, then yeah, it's a huge pain. Don't go to, you can't go to another state to like. I know. That's what I said. It's a state oh. over. Man, 70 and 65, that's really upsetting. That That's almost worse. Because, like, 80 and 65, it's like, yeah, man, you were, you were speeding. You want to know what the, – the part that actually frustrates me is the one thing that I found that is on your ticket that I didn't even know was it says the location at which you were flagged. And I was flagged 4,000 – I think 380 feet from the speed limit change from 75 to 65. How did you find out where the speed limit changed? It says the location that they flagged me on the ticket. And it's, it's, no, but but how do you know where the speed limit changed? Because it says I was that many feet from the changeover to the different highway. And at that, that at that changeover was when the speed limit changed. Oh, So I, I was okay. less than a mile away from the speed limit drop, where I was only going five over the speed limit at that time. Well, I mean... Hey man, you're pleading guilty, so I, I I was technically speeding, and I mean he wasn't wrong, but it was, was interesting. But the point of the story is, you should really read your tickets because there's a ton of information that I had no idea that was on there. Uh, I'll have to tell you guys. Well, no, I've I've definitely told Nerdbomber this story. I'll have to tell you the story at some point about how I got almost got my third speeding ticket, but got out of it with a written warning. And it's a great story. I'll save it for another time. But my shirt was off. That's that's like the kicker of the whole experience. Maybe that's why I only got the red warning. I don't really know. But um, that's cool. Good job on the speeding ticket. Thanks. Um, good to know that the boys in blue are are doing their job, keeping the roads safe, especially in uh in the Keystone State. Uh, let's 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 move on to uh one of the meteor topics of today. Uh, for those of you who somehow don't know, football is back. That's right. The leaves have changed colors. Well, they haven't yet, but they're going to. We need a soundboard. Touchdown! It's 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 getting colder. Pumpkin spice, everything is everywhere. And uh, walking hand in hand with that is is the kickoff of the 2018 season. So every year. When uh, firework Oreos come out, we buy like 17,000 packs. And today we finally finished off the last Oreo, the official end of summer. Yeah, so that's, so what, that, that's what marks the end for you guys? Pretty much. Firework Oreos are released around the 4th of July here in America, in case you're a national or a worldwide listener. And there's nothing more summer-esque than the 4th of July. So that kind of signifies summer. And when we run out, that's kind of sad. We did so plan it very well. The, eh. the cool yeah, thing should... about the firework Oreos is that they have pop rocks in them. The rest of the Oreos are just kind of like meh. I like the Halloween ones, but they, they might not be selling the Halloween ones yet because that's still a little ways out. I would not be surprised because I remember grocery shopping a couple weeks ago and I already saw Halloween stuff like candy. Yeah. I we'll have to do it. We'll do an entire Halloween episode too. We'll defer the Halloween talk until then. Let's talk about well football, uh, but specifically let's talk about fantasy football and the many stories that have been unfolding in the past few weeks. Uh, if you're listening and you're a fantasy football player, you've done your draft. 
and now you're just waiting to see how your team inevitably crumbles into an injury-riddled and incompetent squad. At least if you're me, that's what happens. Um, I know... So, so the three of us are actually in a daily league together, which that's the first time that's ever happened. Yeah, so uh, daily fantasy exciting. football, for those of you listeners who aren't super familiar, um, it's basically, if you've heard of DraftKings or FanDuel or anything like that, Instead of your typical fantasy football team where you draft every year and then you have a roster that you have to manage and you can't duplicate players, um, what Daily does is every week you have a budget of, for example, on Yahoo, they give you a $200 budget and every player is given a different cost for the week. And then you have to fill out your roster, balancing that budget and trying to get the highest points possible. So typically it used to be that on like DraftKings or FanDuel, you would be playing with like hundreds of thousands of people for this tiny, tiny little possibility to win money. And now Yahoo has expanded that so that you can play in a league against the same people every week. So that is what we have done. And I have played Daily Fantasy in the past, but I'm curious, because you guys are pretty new to the Daily game, what do you guys think? You had me do, I did this with you, maybe like during the playoffs last year or something. I know I did it once in the short term. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was very good at it. Uh, I, I mean, I drafted my team. It feels the drafting part, or like the the allocating your budget to pick players and stuff. Oh man, it's awesome! It's so fun. You feel like Kevin Costner in draft day, or just any NFL GM doing their job. Um, which you know, I'm an armchair cr- critic of like all the NFL GMs, so it's cool to kind of do it yourself and see how well you can do. Um, with that said, I have no idea if my team is any good, if it's going to crash and burn this Sunday, if it's not. I know that you, Nerd Bomber, are kind of a... You are, you're always looking for that very low-cost diamond in the rough. And I will tell you, I didn't really go that way with this. Um, I have I have position groups that are weaker than others, but overall, I tried to keep a pretty level budget throughout. But overall, I tried to keep it pretty even-keeled. I doubt that's a good strategy. See, the only reason that I like to find the diamond in the rough is because I do like to splurge money on big players if I can. And if you do that kind of even-killed roster, you don't really have any of those, like, mega superstars who you know are going to, like, guaranteed get you at least a floor of 15 to 20 points. So that's why I like trying to find that diamond in the rough. But it's hard because you haven't played it over the span of many weeks in the season. But what happens is that you, someone who you find is a diamond in the rough for one week, obviously if he does really well, then the next week his cost is going to go up. So then you have to continually keep trying to see who's going to be the next up-and-comer, which is a kind of interesting way to just track the NFL in general because you're always looking for the next big thing. And then it kind of helps you on like right. the waiver wire in regular leagues. And and it's the cool thing about it is that when you draft uh... – when you when you do a, a standard redraft league where you're drafting a team for the whole year, you're not. It's not like this daily league where in the daily league when you're picking players, you're also picking them and, and you're thinking about the matchups. So like you're thinking about is this player, is this running back playing against a good run defense, for example. Mm-hmm. That in, if the answer is yes, in theory, it means you're going to get you less points. So there's a lot more variables to be uh, chewed on. I, I'll say, um, which I I respect and I like. I don't know if, if I'm going to fare well as a result of that. But I, I do think that, in general, I'm going to have to try to push myself towards more of a boomer bust strategy. I, I, the first player I put in on my team when I was doing the, the the budgeting is I immediately said, okay, I'm not messing around. I'm going to take Todd Gurley and put him right in the RB1 slot. Mm-hmm. And, and then I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I took him out. Because, and do you know why I did that? Budget? Not a good because matchup? Because there's no I, no, there's no I in team. That's that's my philosophy. That's what I'm going to name my team. My team is yet unnamed for the for the year, my user account, but I'm going to name it there's no I in team. Or some some, some derivative of that. Because, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking my stand here from a philosophical standpoint. So, the best team is one that's strong all the way around. Tactic, I guess I'll turn to you. So this is your first experience with fantasy football in general. You've never really done a 
ever um, redraft league so this foray into daily fantasy is your first experience ever so i know you've watched football on the surface you really just kind of follow your teams how is this going to change your outlook on the entire football season as a newcomer one thing i want to say is that the the yahoo fantasy app is fantastic hold on can we just like back up how did you pronounce that website name he said he he said yahoo (laughs) i heard it too you didn't imagine that that really happened so the caramel fantasy app is uh it's i have to say it's really easy to use especially for first timers uh with respect to fantasy it gives you any injury issues coming it gives you kind of an advice if you don't even want to do the research yourself like hey this person's going to perform well he's strong in x y and z so it, it it really, really helps with the new people, especially if the ones who don't really know where to find all the information. Um, but all in all, participating in, in these, this is going to be a stressful weekend. I, I'm not only in this, but I'm in another fantasy team as well. My oh, sumo yeah. fantasy I'm, starts up this weekend. I, I was about to ask if you're doing the sumo fantasy again. You're doing that again? Yeah, man. Amazing. For those that don't know, Tactic 1, well, I'll let you say it, but you're in a sumo wrestling fantasy. Fantasy league. sumo. If you want to know how that works, good luck. Because I think I had you explain it to me last year. Go on sumotalk.com and enter the upcoming tournament. So now, You're... are you in a league or is this just like worldwide? Anybody can participate. So It's just yes. him doing it on his own. <laughs> so the way we do it is the whole world, it, you're ranked against the whole world doing it. Okay. But within my group, we have a the league such that the person with the lowest overall score nationally has to buy lunch for the person with the highest overall score nationally. Internationally. This is Yeah, internationally. Worldwide. So the first time I did it, I was ranked second in the world on my fantasy team. Get out. I'm, I'm dead serious. I took screenshots and everything. Did they give you anything? Did, did Sumo Talk like send you a t-shirt or anything? No, it's just kind of a bragging rights thing. Wow. So your goal the next year was to beat the guy who came in at number one. I guess. I, I've never gotten that close again, but because I, I pick names at random, I'm going to be honest. I don't do the research. It's not as uh, intuitive as Yahoo Fantasy. I can't imagine that there's any research to be done. Well, There is. There's right. a ton because um, wrestlers will bow out for if they feel that they wouldn't perform. Like Even if they have an injury that they can perform, that they can still perform they'll still bow out to defend their their honor because they'd rather have a good strong match than a half-ass one right so is this something like you have to maintain an update every week or is it just like set and forget kind of thing until the end of the year it's set and forget until the end of the tournament and then there's new tournaments that you'd have to reset your lineup okay kinda but like, how like often daily fantasy how often does that happen is it like weekly um I don't know. Usually, my friend texts me and says, "Set your lineup." I don't pay attention. What 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 constitutes a lineup in in sumo fantasy? So there's guys... there's all these different matches, and you're pretty much picking the winner, the potential winner for each match, and then from that you get you get points. So it's kind oh, of so like it's a kind of like March yeah, Madness. it's kind of like a tournament. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. How many people? So you said you came in second in the in the world one year it wouldn't be a huge deal if there was only like 10 people in it how many people do this worldwide oh goodness i think it was like 300 so it's not a huge amount but well it's still i mean coming second out of 300 that's pretty good so like what do you win if you win is it just like for bragging rights it's just bragging rights pride they get to meet meet the sumo wrestler of their choice well i'm guaranteed a free lunch from my friends that's true That's, that's a good point what did you have for the free lunch the first time? We always go to this place, Chang Garden. It's like $4 for a giant lunch plate. <laughs> this is a great... I love that you do this. I'm, I, I'll tell you what. We're going to add a segment. We'll check in with you on the Sumo... We'll call it Sumo Talk. And we'll, we'll check in with you every every couple of weeks on your Sumo team and see how it's done. Okay. It's a, it's a The tournament is, is, a, is not... It starts this weekend, but it, it lasts some time. Just an FYI. Fair enough. Um, okay, so 
So we, we, we all are in a number of fantasy fantasy leagues, be it sumo or, or football. Let's talk about one of the major stories of the offseason. And, and actually, it's an ongoing story as as we uh, record this, which is during the opening night game. Le'Veon Bell still has not signed. Well, he still he hasn't reported to the to the team facility, which means he's probably not going to play this Sunday. And that screws over a lot of people, yourself included, Nerd Bomber, who drafted him maybe first overall but definitely probably in the top three or four so i let's just let's turn it over to you uh the nerd bomber and, and just, just how, how are you feeling how are you doing with this? so i have two i'll break this down into my overall just football fan thoughts and my fantasy thoughts and i'll obviously Please. start with my fantasy thoughts so i'm in a league outside of our daily league and it's called the stake league and there's six of us in it and the way that Stake League was run is that first, second, and third place get free steak. You win a free steak dinner. Fourth place Amazing. has to buy their own steak dinner. So they don't really lose anything. They just have to buy themselves food like they normally would. Fifth place has to buy third place their steak dinner. And then sixth place has to buy first, second, and themselves a steak dinner. So if you're coming in last, you're basically screwed. Like you're gonna, you're out anywhere from sixty to ninety dollars, depending on how the net goes. So we, there's no money to put in at the beginning. It's just the end. And our commissioner, to make things very interesting, for the first round, I had the sixth overall draft pick. I was last. And for the first round, we all picked out of a hat based on ADP. He took the top six ADP, like the expert consensus, and we just picked That's out of a interesting. hat. And wow. so I picked out of a hat, Lev Bell. So I didn't even, I feel like I'm gypped because I didn't have a choice even in picking him. He was handed to me. And now everyone else has really top tier running backs. And like, I still have a first round running back. I have Saquon Barkley. But like, everyone else has pretty much two top tier running backs. And I'm like, hanging out here with Lev Bell. So fate just decided to screw you. You, you picked out of a hat and fate kicked you in the face but i I've, I have a lot of questions about the steak element of this okay where where do you get the steak please indulge me okay so the prior to the season beginning we all had to agree on the terms of the league so the steak right. has been chosen from longhorn steakhouse and we all then had to decide on what size steak that we would all get so that you know going in how much you could potentially be losing so um the steak that we picked, I think it was a twelve ounce. Longhorn. Yeah. Shout, shout out to Longhorn. Not a sponsor, but you guys are are doing the, the Lord's work. And then towards right before the draft started, they tacked on buying the person a drink too. So that's where the money thing really gets kind of sketchy because you don't know what they're going to order. So is this your first year doing this league? Yes, it is. I love the concept. I might steal it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, at the end of the season, you all go out. And what's the name of it? Steak League. It's not called the High Stakes League. No, it, that it would have be. been clever, should but be. it it was Steak League. The yeah. only thing Tra- that I trademark. wish trademark we trademarked that. The only thing I wish would have happened is that you spread out, like fourth place has to buy someone dinner too. Just spread it out so that last place person doesn't get screwed totally. But then I guess right. there's no incentive to not come in last. I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting proposition, but I'm curious to see how the we we won't know how well the steak aspect turns out till the end. But 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 back to back to Lev Bell here. Uh, his so that's the fantasy aspect of it. You're right. upset as, as well. You should be. What's the what's the football aspect? So I have multiple different feelings on this too. So if I was his teammate, especially like the offensive line for the Steelers, a lot of them have spoken up. That they're Very disappointed, um, that they think what he's doing is like not team first mentality, and that it kind of sucks, and that he should either tell somebody at least so they know what's going on, or just sit out the season, like figure it out, and don't leave them hanging. Which I totally get. My, my thought uh, before you get, I, I know you're about to pivot and say, but X and X. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think most of the most of the stuff you just said is objectively true. He's regardless of his own self-interest, he's totally hanging them out to dry. Absolutely, what he's what he's doing has nothing to do with the team mentality. If I was the O line, 
yeah, I'd be pissed. And I think that's going to bring an interesting element because now, obviously, his backup, um, Connor, is going to be playing. And I think that they're going to try to play a little bit harder so that he looks better so that they can kind of call out and be like, hey, Lev, we worked really hard for you. And I think one of the linemen actually called out that he makes, like, way more than any of them do. Lev Bell makes, uh, yeah, the the... the... There's a the play, team has a spokesman. I want to say his name is Ramon Foster. He's mm-hmm. one of the the linemen, and he said that Lev Bell makes seven times as much as him, and twice as much as Villanueva, who's the the, the highest paid offensive line lineman. And um, I think so. It'll yeah, be interesting a lot more. to see how much and not harder because I know they play hard every night, but I feel like they're going to make an extra effort to make the run game look good without him. Oh, there's absolutely something to be said for, uh, I don't want to call it playing angry, but but there, there's going to be some impetus behind what whatever they do on opening day. And, you know, you, you always hear these stories about how, you know, at the end of the year, if a running back does really well, he gets all of his O-linemen, like, uh, you know, like a brand new iPad or something. You know, like, for Which them, it's did. like a I dent. Think he bought yeah. them all, like, $20,000 watches last year. Yeah, which, like in the grand scheme for the money that like Lev Bell, for example, the money that he's making, it's a dent in the old pocketbook, but it's a nice gesture. Right. Um, this is like the reverse of that kind of, I mean, I mean, I understand the business aspect of this. I understand that Le'Veon Bell is arguably the best back in the league. And my understanding is that this is one of those franchise tag things where the Steelers just don't want to pay him. They don't want to give him a long-term contract. Well, here's here's the thing that I find really interesting about the whole predicament is that while I understand that he's leaving the team out to dry, his agent came out and made a good point and said that one of the reasons why he's holding out is like Todd Gurley got massive money when he yeah. signed his last contract. And right now, Lev Bell has been the highest worked, I think he's taken the most amount of snaps uh, out of any running back in the league. Like, by yeah. far. Yeah. And basically his concern is that he they're going to work him, and then if he gets injured, he may not be able to make that money. Yeah, it makes sense to uh, not want to have him get overworked. So that, from that aspect, I can understand it. Because, like, if you, if you get hurt, then you'll never make that big money that you think you deserve, which I get. Well, right, so there, there are people who think that you know, everyone's been talking about when's he going to show up to the facility, when's he going to show up so, so he can start playing. But there are people who now think that the holdout might last for a significant portion of the season. And and if you're Le'Veon Bell and if you're his agent, my guess is the way this resolves is he gets traded. Because it's clear that the Steelers, for some reason, don't want to pay him. And there are, gosh, 20 other teams that would. Right. I mean, he he's, he's an incredible talent and... He deserves Todd Gurley money, without without a without a shade of a doubt. Um, franchise tags are kind of weird this way. Mm-hmm. I think there are certain instances in which they're good, but we saw a lot of stuff this year, especially in the past couple of weeks. I mean, you had Aaron Donald signing a huge deal. Khalil Mack last weekend signed the biggest deal for a defensive player ever. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers just re-upped his contract and is making, you know, loads of money. But then you also have situations like uh, Earl Thomas, the safety for the Seahawks, who he essentially ended his holdout. And, you know, the Seahawks didn't give him any more money, but he's like, well, I, I want to play. Mm-hmm. And from his perspective, that's probably something about like, hey, I want to prove myself to other teams so that when I do get traded, because he'll probably get traded, then they'll offer me more money than I would make if I'm just going to sit on the sidelines the whole year and watch this whole thing play out. So it's... Okay. And From like, a business perspective, it's very—it's all very interesting. The thing that I'm kind of wondering is how long this will last. Because I know last season, because um, I think he kind of held out a little bit last season too, if I'm remembering correctly. He said yes. he wanted to have the highest statistic career. And every game that he misses, he loses out on improving his stats and also loses close to a million dollars. So I'm kind of wondering how long this will last. Well, he can hold out to at least week 10. He only has to play six games to maintain free agency. I my guess is week five 
I think he'll hold out through week four and he'll come back week five. Just a gut although, feel? It's just a gut feeling. I Although it, it probably is also contingent on... Uh, let me check with when the Steelers' bye week is because it might be... He might come back after the bye and their bye week might be early. What I think would be interesting, if he did hold out for, say, these 10 games, I think it would be interesting if then he comes back, depending on how obviously Connor is doing in his role. Um, if I was the Steelers and he came back, I don't care how much I'm paying him, I wouldn't play him. He Their bye week is week seven. I don't think he'll hold out for that long. But no, I, I'm inclined to agree with, with what you just said. And the other interesting element to all this is that Connor has looked very good. Um, people are excited about Connor. People, I don't think any Steelers fans have a whole lot of misgivings about uh, the team put, putting Connor out there. And especially if he does well in the time that Bell is out, then I totally agree with what you're saying. When that, you know, even if he does come back, the Steelers don't have much of a reason to play him if he's going to continue to kind of hold them hostage. It goes back to showing loyalty to your fan base. It absolutely does. Um, most fans from what I've seen I don't want to say they've gotten over it because they haven't but you know this is, a, this is a situation of there's two sides and neither side is moving and this is just what it is so it's hard to continue being upset about it for, for so long What's, what's weird is just the way sports in general are kind of trending. Like, if you go back 10, 15 years, a player was drafted to a spot, and barring some, like, weird, extenuating circumstance, they were with that team for a majority of the career as long as they, like, maintained their level of play. And now, I mean, we just saw it even with hockey, with John Tavares leaving the Islanders and going to the Maple Leafs. Like, these big-name players are not beholden to any team anymore. And it's kind of crazy and kind of sad because I'm – I'm one of those people, I guess I'm a homer, where I, like, if I have a star player, I kind of want to see them start and finish their career with my team. Oh, I was really, I was super sad when Fred Jackson got traded, which that was a couple of years ago, but I'll never forget finding that out, because it just, I don't know, he was the heart and soul of the team, and, and you know, now it's a business. Yep. It is, it, I, I can understand that perspective too, but... It's certainly not as fun to talk about, and it's certainly not as fun to be a fan of. Yep. Um, let's 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 do a, a kind of a kind of a quick hitter thing here. Um, let's go around and each person give one boom and one bust on on the 2018 year. Any position, anywhere. Um, we'll start with Nerbomber. Okay, so my big boom. I really think that Marquise Goodwin is going to have a crazy year. I really do. Um, I don't necessarily think week one will portray that, but he has kind of flown under the radar. He's super fast, and he's shown a lot of chemistry with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, So I think, especially as we start seeing them click more and more and see that offense kind of get their groove going, I think he's going to have a big year. Um, I don't think that's really a surprise. I think most people have seen that coming. Bust-wise, oh man, this one, this hurts my heart. I think the bust is just going to be the Buffalo Bills as a whole because they're a tire fire and everybody on their team is just get them off your fantasy roster because I don't think they're going anywhere. So we both, we had very, very similar thoughts on this. Um, I, was, I almost cut in right after you said your boom because the boom that I wrote down before you even started talking is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that uh, I think he's got a lot of pieces in place and, and losing Jarek McKinnon for the year hurts them, but um, I think this is going to be his breakout year. Uh, I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to enter that top tier probably. He'll, he'll finish the year top 10 QB. I'm pretty confident in that. Um, and the bust that I wrote down, and granted this doesn't come as much surprise to a lot of people, I don't think, but he was still drafted fairly high is uh, I think LaShawn McCoy is going to fall off a cliff. and I kind of agree par- with you, which makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole lot swirling around him. One, he just turned 30, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the Buffalo Bills offensive line, I, I can't stress enough that they're very bad. Like, very, so very bad. bad. Um, 
and three, there's a there's still a chance that he gets suspended. So, you know, at this point, he is really really hard to bet on. Um, with that said, I have him in my daily fantasy lineup this week. This is it's like it's like uh, I'm kissing him goodbye. This is like okay, Lashawn, like do do good or this is it for you for, for me. Mm-hmm. Let's take it over to Tactic One, the fantasy noob. What do you what do so, you got for us, man? I'm gonna do with what I've seen so far instead of my predictions, and because I really think it's gonna carry through to the rest of the season. I'm gonna start with bust though. So the biggest bust and the thing that's gonna weigh over me is 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 Josh Allen. I, I, I don't I, think he's going to play. I don't think he's going to play at all. I think it, it was, it's just a huge bust, and that and that's it. He Well, that's not really a fantasy bust, though, because... It's not a fantasy bust, but it, it, it's... Real-life bust. I, I'm, just, yeah, I'm so disappointed saying. about it that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it out. So, and, and you had made the comment that the, the Bills O-line stinks. Well, sure, but you hold off a, a fellow 300-pound person with all muscle for... A long time and tell me how well you do it i mean the o-line is terrible though but josh allen also holds on to the ball forever josh allen okay i don't want to get into a diatribe about josh allen i think josh allen's pocket presence is actually pretty good i think mm-hmm. his arm strength is superb his arm strength is his fantastic ac- his accuracy is also i think fantastic he just his accuracy is not fantastic it's not bad. The worst thing about him, like you said, is that he holds onto the ball too long. Yes. But the good thing is that when he's holding onto the ball too long, his pocket presence is often pretty good. But that can only get you so far. Um, you, in, in order to have good pocket presence, as you say, you need to have a line that could just hold him off forever in his situation, which isn't realistic. I I think that. Well, first of all, did you say his confidence was destroyed in that Cincinnati game? The <laughs> oh, o, the one. I mean, the last play he played in that game, he was evaluated for a concussion because the O line basically let him get killed. Um, so yeah, not 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 great, not great. Um, so that's that's your bust. What about your boom? The big boom, I think, is, and we're gonna go back to draft picks because I have a I I did have a lot of hope with these when I watched the draft, and I still do. Um, the running back that the Giants drafted, what was his name? Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Yes. I think he's going to be a huge boom this year. He has looked good in preseason. Uh, the Giants' O line has gotten better, but I'm still leery. That's my. That I, I think Saquon Barkley himself is extremely talented. I think he could do very well. I think it might take him a year, and it might take the Giants bringing on a couple more offensive line pieces in the off season. But he has looked really good in preseason, so you could totally be right about that. I'm going to do a bonus boom. So everyone hates on John Brown because he gets injured or he's been sick, and I get it, but at one point, he looked like he would be an incredible player in the NFL, and this preseason, he got a clean bill of health after the entire preseason and training camp, and he has been looking really good this year. So if he can maintain his health, I'm telling you, I've been like hanging this from the rafters. John Brown is going to have a comeback breakout year. John Brown, which John Brown? Um, who are we talking about? John Brown. John Brown. Why don't I? Why don't I even know who you're talking? This is this is a. This must be a. He's on Baltimore. He is a wide receiver. Yep. He. Oh, the Cardinals guy. Yeah, he's on Baltimore now. Well, he's got Flacco thrown to him. Could be worse. I'm telling you, this is the year. That's a sleeper. Yeah. That's a, that's a, a hot take right there. Um, you know, everybody, though, if you actually like go and read what the Baltimore beat writers have been saying about him, they've said that he looks fantastic. Coming out of training camp in preseason, like, he looks speedy. He can catch some great passes. The only thing that's held him back is that he's consistently been injured or sick. I mean, the guy had sickle cell, if I'm remembering correctly. So I think he's finally, t- like, healthy. Sickle cell is a tough one to beat. Well, I've never had sickle cell. I want to clear that up. Uh, I've just, I've heard that it seems like one tough monkey. Um, let's, let's try something here. Uh, we are going to go straight ahead to our bi-weekly game um, in the spirit of 
football and all things football, as we've been discussing. I have a football-themed game for you this week that I think is going to be pretty amusing. Uh, it's going to follow a similar format to the games we've been doing recently, and we are going to be asking you questions about football's biggest game, the Super Bowl. Oh, boy. Get, get your thinking caps on. Uh, the first question is a Price is Right style question. Also, I don't know how many of these questions I'm going to do, but we'll keep score and we'll take it from there. Uh, in Super Bowl Twenty One, which was some number of years ago, uh, the Giants won. They beat the Broncos. And Phil Simms was the quarterback at the time. If you got, guys don't know who Phil Simms is, go look him up on YouTube. His announcing is hysterical. Uh, this was the first year that the winning quarterback was paid to shout, I'm going to Disney World, right after he won the Super Bowl. How much was he paid? Price is right rules. If you go over, you bust. Trying to get closest. Let's, uh, let's go with, with uh, tactic first. Do you know Since what year this... Can you give us has... a year instead of a Super no, Bowl number? No, that's cheating. That's cheating. Don't do it. But we'll, we uh, both have the year. Yeah, but it's not that hard <laughs> to figure it out. You know what Super Bowl was recently. I, you know what? I'm going to give you the year because I feel like that is a... a that's useful information. Uh, I have to Google it, though. 1987. Okay. I'm going to guess $750,000. Okay. I'm going to guess one, one and a quarter million. <laughs> okay. I'm not giving either of you points because you were both miles over. Really? Uh, yes. Tactic, you were off by factor 10. Uh, he was paid $75,000 to shout, I'm going to Disney. Seriously? That's it? That's it. Wow, uh, he's cheap. It's funny that we're talking about this, like, only $75,000, but that's the NFL, you know? I don't get it because I was closer. You don't get it because you were closer because you were so far over. That's, look, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dictator. That's, Seriously, that's how I do things. I, I can't imagine. What are they getting paid now to say that? That's a great question. Or is it just tradition uh, at this point where it's just like they all just say it? I would imagine it might just be tradition, but but I. Well, the second question is my favorite question on the list. Also, Price is Right rules. In 2014, Change.org, there was a petition on Change.org. Have Weird Al Yankovic headline the Super Bowl, whatever Super Bowl it was. I don't want to figure out what that Roman numeral is. Have Weird Al Yankovic headline the Super Bowl halftime show. Price is Right rules once again. How many signatures? did that petition receive i'm going to say can i go first am i able yeah we'll alternate so you go first okay i'm going to say three hundred and fifty thousand. okay man he's really really parsing he this is one. deep in thought over here i'm going to say two hundred and fifty thousand. okay we're gonna have to start going closest is right because Price is Right rules is apparently too hard for you guys. Uh, it received 129,369 supporters. Nailed it. Uh, if I take a point for that one. Okay. Uh, he, he he did not nail it. Don't don't let him fool you. Nailed it. Uh, okay. Super Bowl one was played in 1967. I believe it was the Packers versus the Chiefs, but once again, that's not information that's in front of me. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna do another game of of get closest to the number. Apparently, we're not gonna do prices right rules. Uh, we can either do how much that ticket cost or how much that ticket cost adjusted for inflation. Which one would you guys like to shoot for? Uh, we could do both. I don't sure. really understand. Like, I, I know how inflation works, but I don't know the inflation rates. So I think that would do both. Roughly 3%. Okay. To start, let's do let's do the actual value in 1967. And Tactic will take it over to you first. 30 bucks. Okay. I'm going to say $15. Okay. Uh, Nerd Bomber wins this one. It was $12, guys. Really? $12. Uh... And even at that price, the event didn't even sell out. 
Well, wasn't the Super Bowl, like, not very popular initially? Like, football wasn't that popular. I, I, I think this was around the time when football was starting to gain popularity. Like, I think baseball was still, like, the number one sport in America at the time. I would have to assume so. Uh, either way, Nerd Bomber takes the point, so it's it's currently one-to-one. Uh, let's do adjusted for inflation. So what would the cost of a ticket be? No calculators, Tactic. I see you trying no, to get your calculator No out. calculators, just pure <sighs> mental math. I would say, when I'm not, not going to bother doing math. When was it? 1930-something. No, 1967. 1960-something. Okay. 67. 60 something okay so (laughs) (laughs) i am going to say oh so you're gonna go first again oh wait did you no you did sorry you didn't go first last time you're right go ahead okay i'm going to say it will inflate to i'm not even gonna do mental math i'm gonna take a stab i'm gonna say it's going to inflate to 65 dollars okay let's take it over to tactic one who I assume was not using he's, a calculator. He's doing math in his head. I can see his, he's blinking a lot, <laughs> which means he's calculating. Doing it's some like that meme gymnastics. of the person where you see them thinking and all the all the triangles are like in front of them. You guys ever see that? That's exactly Great. what's happening here. I don't even know where these triangles came from. They just appeared. Just give me a second. He's doing triangle math. I'm going to give you I'm going to give you 10 seconds, but I'm not going to count. You just have to feel it. What did you say? I'm gonna give you ten seconds, but you. I'm not no, gonna count out loud. what did Nerd Bomber say? Sixty-five. Oh, I'm gonna say forty-five. Okay, Nerd Bomber gets another point. What? Uh, it inflated to eighty-nine dollars today. So that's a lot of inflation. Holy crap! That's how much inflation happened. Uh, part three of the ticket question. So it's it's currently two to one. Nerd Bomber's winning. Good job, Nerd Bomber. Uh. How much did the least expensive ticket cost last year? I'm going to go with... Wait, no, it's Tactic's turn. It's, it's Tactic's turn to go first. I'm not going to go What's with anything. What's the least expensive ticket cost? Is this to the Super Bowl? Yeah. It, it, the, the, these are facts. I'm just reading the facts. So, just for inflation, it's $89 today. Blah, blah, blah. If you're thinking about buying tickets for this year's event, you better be prepared to shell out at least blank per ticket. $800. Nerd Bomber? I'm going to say $450. Wow. Guys are way off, but Tectic gets this point. $3,200. No way. Who pays that? That's what it says. Also, Uh, that's not including the rate of inflation. That might also be plus the popularity of it. It'd be closer to... Nerd Bomber would have still won and be closer to $60, but... Whatever, that's fine. Whatever. Whatever. What? I don't know what you're saying. I don't understand what you're... At $12 with the rate of inflation over the course of about 50 years, it should be closer to $60, not 80 I'm just reading... Let me, let me tell you what webpage I'm on. You looked up the inflation rate? I calculated what it should be. You don't... Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm going to look up an inflation calculator right now and prove that you're full of it. Or prove that this website's full of it. Whichever one works. We're on the Bureau of Labor Statistics. $12 in January of 1967 is, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, equal to $90 in January 2018. So we're both wrong. No, no, the, the article is right. The article said 89. Um, Anyways, Tactic, in spite of all his arguing, gets that point. So it's two to two, and we're headed into the next question. This is a big one. This is a huge question. The the tables may turn here. Uh, In what year did the Super Bowl winning team first visit the White House? Once again, price is right rules. No, just kidding. It'll be closest. So who goes first? Am I first? You, I believe you go first. No, we've done, yeah, we've done five questions. So you go first. Okay. I'm going to say, huh, 1980. 
I'm going to say 1975. Well, Nerd Bummer got it exactly right. It's 1980. Damn. So she takes the lead. The Pittsburgh Steelers were the first team to visit the White House. They visited with Jimmy Carter, possibly the least memorable president of all time. I remember it having to do with Jimmy Carter. I don't remember why. I feel like I went to the, the Football Hall of Fame, and there was some display where like they were all with Jimmy Carter. And I don't remember why I know that. Okay. I couldn't pick 1980 because somebody took it. So, okay, we're doing great here. I'm going to stick with the number questions because I think they're more fun. So okay. I'm kind of skipping around here a little bit. Let's go back to Super Bowl One, The halftime show, specifically. Uh, the Super Bowl halftime show consisted of two marching bands, an acclaimed trumpeter, two men in jetpacks, and blank pigeons. How many pigeons, guys? Oh, How many pigeons? This sounds like a Super riveting Bowl? halftime show. 60 yeah, pigeons. It's a halftime it show. Was 60 I want to pigeons. Tactic immediately says 60, guns blazing. Okay, I'm going to say 100 pigeons. Nerd Bomber gets another point, increasing her lead. She's it's four to two. Three hundred pigeons, you guys. Where do you even find that many pigeons? Like I know, I know you can find that many pigeons, but that's a lot of pigeons. And I've always kind of wondered, how does that work? Do they like come back home? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Pigeon thought. I don't know. Pigeons, man. We're 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 learning a lot, but let's let's soldier on. Uh, in Las Vegas Nevada more in, yeah that's in Nevada United States uh, more than blank well no this is a stupid question because more than could mean some number that I don't even know what it is I'll just tell you this one in Las Vegas this says more in Las Vegas more than 150 million is legally bet on the Super Bowl every year but that's wow. not very interesting. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. You guys might remember Super Bowl Super Bowl XLVII. No? Sure. Yes. This was a Super Bowl, I believe it was between the Ravens and the and the 49ers. It was at the New Orleans Superdome and the power went out. Remember this? This was like 3 years ago. I actually, I don't remember this. In that case, we won't do that question. Maybe too much beer. That's not fair. Let's keep going and look for a fun question. I'm scrolling through a long list. I I'm really want to know what here. that one question was now. What question? The lights going out one. It was how long was the power out for? 25 minutes. Oh, I'll, I'll do this. We'll play this. Okay. Okay. How long was the power out for? I'm going to say 15 minutes. Okay. Tactic gets a point. So it brings them to four to three. The power was out for 34 minutes, you guys. Super so did bold. they just like pump us with commercials? How did that work? I All I remember is that Oreo, like Nabisco tweeted a picture of an Oreo that said like, for popular tweet that year everyone was talking about that tweet and I was like who the heck cares uh, so what's the score right now 5-6 no 4-3 to three. close game and what are yeah. we playing to 5 we're playing to some indeterminate number uh, I'm trying to find yeah, let's play, to, let's play to five. Whoever gets to five first. Okay. This is a list of 52 facts, and I'm trying to find number-related facts. And it's turning out to be quite difficult at this point. I mean, okay. we can always do regular trivia kind of deals. Oh, okay. No, I got one. I got one. Uh apparently the data for 2018 is not available because this article actually came out right before the Super Bowl in 2018 but in 2017 uh, the Pats played the Falcons in the Super Bowl it's a great Super Bowl it's one where they came mm -hmm. uh, Super Bowl bonuses first of all if you didn't know that they are real 
uh, every player on the Patriots championship roster earned a bonus for winning. Price is right style. Well, no. Closest, I keep just want to say Price is right style, but we'll just go closest to it. What was that bonus? Each per player, player or overall? Per player. Each player earned a certain sum of money for winning. Who goes first? <laughs> uh, you went first on the last one because he blurted it out. So let's go back to, to Nerd Bomber. Okay. I'm going to say $750,000. Okay, Tactic. I'm going to say six mil. <laughs> you guys are so... Some of these guesses are so funny. How much money do you think the NFL has? Billions. Uh, guys, it's 107000 Seriously, you win the entire thing? Once again, I'm not giving points to either of you guys because you guys were so far off. Honestly, so I thought the team played it. So at least I don't know how like the NFL structures their contracts, but I know in the NHL, the team owner pays all of your bonuses. It's not like the NHL paying that. So I just assume that if you had a rich owner, which clearly the Patriots do, like the bonus could be whatever. That's a sound argument. Uh, but not so much. I, I yeah, I'm just I'm just reading the facts, you know. Hey, All right. I'm not I'm not blaming the messenger here. Just saying. Let's do something a little different. This is not a numbers question. This is also going to be first to blurt it out. Okay. What is the only current NFL city that has neither hosted a Super Bowl nor seen its own team make an appearance in one. Buffalo. That's not correct. We've been, we... in, we've been in four. Um, I'm going to say Tennessee. Incorrect. I guess let's go back and forth. So you guys both got one wrong. Let's take it back to Technic. You get another chance. Can you repeat the question? I wasn't actually listening. I just said Buffalo. The only, <laughs> the only current NFL city that has neither hosted a Super Bowl nor seen its own team make an appearance in one. Tennessee was in a Super Bowl, by the way. Nerd Bomber. When was that? Uh, the year 2000, I believe. They played the oh, Rams. Really? It was really exciting. It's one of the most exciting Super Bowls ever. Hmm. Came down to the last play. I'm trying to think who else hasn't won a Super Bowl. Arizona? <laughs> Incorrect. Um, they played in a Super Bowl recently against the, the Steelers. Oh, yeah. Wait for it. This is hard because, like, I'm going through the list of all the teams and I know that they have, like, won a Super Bowl at some point. Um, 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 uh, man. I'm trying to even think of the teams. I'm drawing a blank on all of the teams, even. Uh, how about... Did I already say Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. No, you've only guessed once. Okay, Tampa Bay. <laughs> Incorrect. Okay. I can't believe you guys haven't gotten this yet. That's kind of a hint, but you should really know the answer. Well, the question said, if it's a, if it's a... Team, it's a, if it's a location that shares the stadium, which is from other ones, which it won't. I think I know it. Do we have to go back and forth? Yeah, it's my turn. Ugh. <laughs> He's gonna think for twenty Forever. more minutes. I got this. This could be you have four, and, and Tactic has three, so this could be your winning. If you get this right, you could win. I know. Right here. I know. So Tactic, the pressure is is really on. I'm going to go. With do, 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 do. this is screwing me up. I was gonna say Jacksonville. <laughs> that is that is wrong. Cleveland. Cleveland is oh, correct. yes, that was it. Cleveland is correct. So uh, Nerd Bomber takes this one home, Woo-woo! and you all learned a lot about. Super I don't know why I couldn't remember Cleveland. You know, this is gonna sound terrible, but I don't even really think of them. Because they've been non-competitive for so long. And the only reason I got to them is because I was thinking of all of the quarterbacks in the league who have or haven't won a Super Bowl. And, like, even, like, past or present within, like, the past ten years. And I got to Tyrod, and I was like, wait a minute. 
He's in Cleveland now. They haven't won anything. That must be it. Yep. Yep. Uh, they're pretty bad. Yeah. For those that don't know, for those uh, noobs that are watching, they're pretty bad. Uh, so, so this has been the NFL episode of the Online Warriors. We covered everything from fantasy football to Le'Veon Bell to the Super Bowl to what have you. I uh, hope you enjoyed listening, and we'll be back at you again in a couple of weeks to talk about get back on our nerd game. All right. Um, Have a wonderful season, everybody. Thank you.